Welcome to the 865 Elite Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Saha. On today's episode, we have Eric Devendorf, former basketball player at Syracuse University and my former teammate. Eric is currently 14th on the all-time scoring list at Syracuse. He played pro basketball for seven years and won a TBT championship with Bayheim's Army. This is a great episode to talk about sacrifice to get where you want to go. And he goes into what he's currently doing, starting his own youth program in Syracuse. E, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Appreciate you having me. Uh, thanks for taking the time, man. Hey, so um, obviously you've played at a really high level and you've been a pro player. Talk about what your work ethic was like in high school for you to get to Syracuse. Oh, man. Well, it started for me. It started before high school. You know, it was, um, you know, probably seven, eight years old. Um, you know, my dad introduced me to the game. Um, and from then on, at that point, it was just every day with me, you know, and uh, before school, you know, during lunch, um, after school, and, you know, and then when I, we started, I started playing on teams, you know, we'd have practice after school, then I'd go after practice. So, I mean, I was really obsessed from an early age. And, you know, I, I tell these kids now, like, that's, that's really what it takes. Like, it's no secret. It's no, like, um, big magical thing that, you know, has to happen. It's, you know, it's you getting in the gym, uh, weight room, you know, studying film and, um, from a young age, I was in the gym every single day. Like, I just loved it. I was obsessed with it. You know, you know, nowadays we see kids, you have to tell them or force them. If you have to do that, they don't really, you know, love the game. You know, for me, I was doing it on my own. So uh, it started early on. And, and um, you know, I carried it all the way through, um, you know, high school, Bay City Central, and then eventually to Oak Hill and then um, on to Syracuse. So for me, I needed it, though, right? I needed it because, you know, I wasn't a guy who, you know, jumped you know, 50 inches off the ground or was super strong, super fast. Um, so that work ethic, that, that gave me the confidence. And, um, you know, I, I already played with a chip on my shoulder. So knowing I put the work in um, gave me that extra confidence to go out there and um, and, and play my game. And, um, you know, I think, again, that's that's just what these kids need to know. These parents need to know it. It's no secret. Your kid has to be obsessed with it and um, it has to be a daily thing. Yeah. What was the transition like from – you know, going from Bay City in Michigan to Oak Hill, what was that like for you? Um, you know, it, it wasn't a huge transition for me on the court. You know what I mean? Like I said, uh, you know, at that stage, um, you know, I was already, uh, you know, pretty good. I was in line for McDonald's All-American because I went there my senior year. So uh, basketball-wise, you know, I was confident against whoever I went. I think off the court. Uh, was an adjustment, obviously, being, you know, 16, 17 years old, um, you know, going on my own away from my family um, to a whole nother state. Uh, but, you know, when I went there to Oak Hill, like, you know, the first time I, I went in, I remember walking in the gym and seeing, you know, a 6'11 kid, uh, a 6'11 kid who was dribbling and shooting um, and, and playing like me. You know what I'm saying? And at that time, 6'11, you're like, damn, what is he you know, you're down low catching it right here at post doing post moves. But, you know, and the guy happened to be Kevin Durant, you know, and then uh, I also had uh, Ty Lawson uh, and then like, you know, seven, eight uh, other division one players. So um, it was a it was an eye opening experience to, to see that much talent. But 
it prepared me so much for that next level of Syracuse. So when I went to Syracuse from Oak Hill, it was like, all right, I've seen this already, you know? Yeah. So, uh, and even the transition ride from Bay City to, to Oak Hill, you know, for AAU, I was playing against all the, the best players in the country already, you know, um, you know, being in Bay City and, and traveling the country. So um, it more so was off the court transition than it was uh, on the court, but one of the best decisions I ever made for sure. What what was it like the AAU experiment for you like in high school? Did you guys play 14, 15 tournaments, or was it more like you played in the big tournaments and then you guys practiced? Yeah, so so I'm from Bay City, Michigan, and my my team was uh located in Detroit. So it's like, you know, probably hour and fifteen, hour and twenty. Uh we had kids from Flint uh, on a team. Uh we had kids from Saginaw. So we usually practice maybe uh, once a week um, during the weekend, either in Flint or we go down to Detroit. Um, but it wasn't, you know, ten, we weren't playing in 10 tournaments. We were playing, you know, we'd play in, uh, you know, five, six tournaments, but high, high level. You know, we're going to Vegas, we're going to uh, L.A., we're going to Houston. Uh, and like I said before, that's really where I, I started to play against, like, the top players uh, in the country. And for me, uh, being from a city like 30, 35,000 people, um, that was huge, like to just to get that experience, you know, because I was always like growing up, I was always the best player. But now when I get to go out into these other states and uh, around the country, I really see like, you know, how good you really have to be. Uh, and I was just lucky at, at you know, I, I had that confidence, man, in myself and in my ability. And like I said, I was doing, I was working all the time in the gym. So, you know, when I came across those guys, um, it, it wasn't like a, a shock for me. You know what I mean? I was I was still playing my game, but, um, you know, Michigan Hurricanes, you know, we probably played five, six tournaments, but that whole summer we also did camps. Like I was I was in the ABCD camp, which is, you know, top 200 players in the country, regardless of class. So I remember going, you know, Dwight Howard, uh, Sean Livingston, Sebastian Telfair, J.R. Smith, just to name a few, Randolph Morris. I mean, it, it was unbelievable. So, you know, besides the AAU, you know, just those All-American camps. You know, I, I I was playing against the best basketball players um, at that age in the world, you know, because, you know, the, the talent level that was coming up was just unbelievable. So, um, I, and it's different now, too, right? Like, back then, like, AAU, it was, like, more so, this is your team. This is who you're playing with. Like, now I see guys playing on three, four different teams, and I'm like, what the heck? How can you build, like, chemistry or build, like, a bond with your teammates if you – you got three, four different coaches telling you different things and you got a whole bunch of different teammates that you don't even really know because, yeah. you know, you can't, the AAU scene, you're not practicing every day. You know, if you're on a top AAU team, you got a lot of kids coming from different areas. You're probably going to get one or two times a week. So if you're playing with other teams, how can you really build that bond and that chemistry? So that's kind of one thing now that I, that I see with the AAU scene, that's kind of, you know, kind of bothers me because back then we, we were on that one team that was our our loyalty was to that team and we built with that team you know for how many how many years we played you know two three years yeah no doubt about that I mean you're in that AAU game now too like how how do you handle that with your kids because I know like down here we struggle with that too is everyone wants to play on you know three four five teams and it's not about the process and bonding with your teammates yeah. And so for me, like we just launched the ED23 hoops. Um, you know, I've been doing it for you know three, three and a half years, just doing running camps and uh, workouts and stuff like that. But this year, 
uh, myself and Mookie Jones, we decided to launch the AAU program. So about two months ago, we, we got about seven teams going, uh, five boys and, and two girls. Um, and, you know, I think the first and foremost, um, I wanted to get people involved, like the coaches who knew the game, but also um, could engage with the kids and give the kids energy. Because at, at a young age, that's that's a lot of it is feeding that energy into them so they can play hard and compete because at a young age, you just want to, you want, you want to teach these kids how to play and compete hard for yeah. a consistent time. You know what I mean? Like the skills they'll come like you, you they got to do that by themselves. You know, you got the workouts individually that'll come, but learning how to play as hard as you can, right. For, for the whole time, like not just, you know, one minute and then you're, you're not playing hard anymore. So that's the big emphasis I tell our coaches is, teach these kids how to play hard the whole game, you know, and teach these kids how to continue to play hard when they face some adversity, when they're missing shots or making turnovers or, you know, make a mistake, whatever it is, that's what you want to teach these kids. They're learning how to play the game and then the skills will, um, they'll come after that, but really a big emphasis on teaching these kids how to play hard and compete. Yeah. So with that transition, what was that, jump like from you from Oak Hill to Syracuse like you've always had that chip on your shoulder and you competed all the time but like how was that jump from high school to college yeah like like I said before man it wasn't really big for me at all because I was playing at Oak Hill and like just to be honest like some of these dudes on my Oak Hill team when I went to Syracuse they were better than those guys you know what I'm saying like you talking about KD and uh, Ty Lawson, those guys could have went anywhere in the country and, and started like right away. These, these guys were, you know, NBA players in high school. You, you just knew that. And then we had another guy, Jamont Gordon and Casey Rivers, like all these guys, you know, played significant amount of minutes and, and scored a lot of points in college. These guys were high level. So my transition to Syracuse, uh, it, it wasn't huge. And, and I was lucky to have, um, you know, in the backcourt with me, GMAC, right, right when I come in this, you know, to have an All-American and a guy who's won a national championship already in the backcourt with you. Uh, it just gave me an extra amount of confidence because I, I didn't, like I said, Rob, I didn't need that. Like I didn't need guys to be like, you could do it. You could do it. I already believed in myself, like yeah. from the work. And, and that's just, that wasn't still for me from a young age. I had that demeanor, like just to go get it, whatever. Nothing really got me down on the court. If I missed shots, I was just that type of guy, but to have GMAC right there and have that same type of mindset, like the, almost like the effort mindset, like we can yeah. go out here and, play as hard as we can so you know that helped me out uh, tremendously um throughout that year and um you know I think really the first practice it was just like all right let's do it it wasn't any uh jitters or anything like that it was just getting accustomed to you know what coach wanted and you know bonding with with the team with my teammates what about preseason because it seems like that's the biggest jump nowadays for these kids is like I still remember some of the workouts from preseason, but they're just their bodies aren't ready yet. Right, that's that might be the biggest thing. Like for me, it was I think because I wasn't a huge like weight room guy in high school at all. Like you know, I think Oak Hill was like the first time when I really started. We had a class and we started, you know, learning more uh, the more importance of you know getting your body right, eating right, things like that, and even in. I think college even more, it really started like uh, to sink in, like, Hey, I need to do it. And now where I'm at in my life, I like, it's so important. Like I, I'm making sure I'm working out every day to eat and right. Um, but that was the transition for me because, you know, waking up 6am, you know, Todd, you know, he was pushing us, man. Like yeah. on the field, like sprints, uh, you know, 
lifting weights. Have, I remember my sophomore year, I got to like, you know, 195. I've never been that big. You know what I'm saying? I was always in the 180, you know, 185 range. But um, yeah, it, you know what? I tell kids now, man, like work on your body now because it's going to give you more confidence in your game when you're on the court. Now you're taking the, those bumps and bruises. You're really not even feeling them. You know, you're, yeah. you're playing and stronger. So it's super important to, I think, know about that at, a, at an early age, like in high school, not saying you have to jump into it right away, but just know the importance of it. And then know when you get into college, like that's a huge part, uh, you know, of the process, you know, with the team, with you and, and all that. So it was a transition, but it needed that, man. That, that really helped me out. Yeah. <laughs> like you brought Todd up and it was really interesting to see the difference between Todd and Ryan. Yeah. You know, and just, how you know there's so many different ways to skin a cat but like ryan i felt like we were lifting before games but it was more like a you know small circuit just to get loose right you know and yeah no i think i think yeah everyone's gonna have their you know a different approach right todd was more like in your face like motivating energy like you know let's get up you know pump get, get big you know what i mean yeah and, I think he was at like a younger stage in his career too, like still kind of trying to not prove himself, but just he had that type of energy. Now that I see him in Portland, I think he's the same guy, but he's changed a lot of the stuff that he does. Um, you know, he and that's that's what it is. Like you learn as a as a coach, you learn more and you and you evolve. And I think he's he's continued to do that. That's why he's at the highest level with it. And yeah. then you got Ryan, more of a he's laid back. You know, like, like you said, he's doing maybe more um, uh, circuit stuff and. And, and stuff that's more focused like on a, a particular body part or, or something like that, you know, but both are, are great, man. Like it, I learned both uh, for a lot from both of those guys, like just how to approach the weight room, um, you know, when to uh, listen to your body and, and what your body needs. So, and then also Brad Pike, like, you know, he was, he was huge for me. You know, I have sees that Cincinnati now, but you know, I tore my ACL um, going through that rehab with him. Uh, you know, just just learning about how the body works and things like that. He he was huge for me, man. And that's huge for kids, you know, um, growing up, continuing to play. You really have to get in with the strength coach, with the trainers, because that's how you continue your longevity with your career. You see LeBron, like, it's unbelievable. Like, he's it's unbelievable to see LeBron James just not even – I understand, like, he's still, like, contrib he's dominate doing that, but – at year 20 to have his body like look how it is and, and just move how he moves it's unbelievable man so you know those those three guys you know those strength guys the trainer those guys are super important um, yeah. going forward in career. so you brought three guys up and you know and I think all of us still have really good relationships with them talk about the relationships that basketball has brought you and like just what the game's meant and just you know Oh man. Uh, I mean, all my friends are for basketball. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It, I mean, it's crazy what, what bas basketball has done like so much for me, put me in so many positions, open so many doors, let me travel the world. Uh, you know, let me make, you know, uh, can I make money from basketball, you know, continued now, um, just on a, you know, the other side of it. But, Oh, I mean, it, it's unbelievable what, you know, what a, a, a round ball can do for me if you really, you know, um, discipline yourself, you know, be consistent with your work and really be determined to get somewhere with it, you know, and it's not just basketball. If you put those, you know, 
uh, things into anything that you want to do, uh, good things usually happen. And, and it's not guaranteed. I tell kids that all the time. I say, you can work hard as hell every single day and shit might not happen. It yeah. might not. But the thing is, you're giving yourself a way, 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 way better chance to make it happen than if you didn't do anything. If, if you don't do anything, you're, you're just, you got a zero percent chance. Yeah. You know what I mean? You put that work in every single day. You're going to give yourself a chance and opportunity, uh, you know, to go somewhere. And and then even if you don't make it, even like in between those times when you're working your butt off, you're figuring so much shit out. Right. You're meeting so many people like it, like those processes. I met so many people because they were attracted to that hard work. They were attracted to that positivity. And that's what like when you're working hard, when you're you know trying to help other people out and, and go places and, and keep stepping up you meet those type of people along the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that, that want to do the same thing. And that's, um, that's kind of how my friendships were. You know, I've met those guys, you know, overseas, college, high school, you know, I still talk to KD, you know, I'll, obviously he's a busy guy, but you know, you know, text back and forth sometimes. So, uh, you know, basketball has done everything for me, man. Without it, I, I couldn't even really tell you where I'd be at, man, but it's, 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 it's instilled, um, you know, habits in me that, I can put into other places where it doesn't have to be a sport. You know, it could be in the yeah. business, it could be, um, you know, putting a, together an event. I have those those habits instilled in me already from the game of basketball that allows me to, you know, go off and do it in other places. Talk about like the bonds, like you brought KD up, just like the bonds with your teammates. Cause I feel like, you know, we talked about earlier is people jumping from AAU team to AAU team. But, like, I feel like there's a special bond with your teammates from AAU to high school to college that, like, is, I mean, really, like, unbreakable. Yeah. I, I mean, you got to think, like, as a teammate, like, you've been through a lot of stuff together, like, on and off the court. Like, you know, I've we've dealt with a lot of similar situations, whether it's, you know, you go overseas, you might get cut. Uh, you, you're not getting paid. You're not getting paid your money, you know. Uh, in college, you, you come from high school to college and you might not be getting a lot of playing time, you know, so like we're dealing with a lot of situations to where we have to figure it out. So that brings you closer together because now, like, you know, when you're talking and it, about, you know, hey, he's not playing me, coach is doing this. We have those conversations as, as players, you know, and yeah, I, I think what it did for me, like it allowed me to I might not talk for the, to these guys for months, but when I do talk to him, it's like, we never, we never like missed a beat. You know what I mean? So yeah, through, through basketball, man. And um, those will be forever. And and that's special because, um, you know, that like all, everything that we went through, um, that's something that we'll, we'll always remember, you know what I'm saying? Regardless of, you know, what, what else happens in our life. You remember those times when, you know, six OT game, uh, you know, coach was cursing you out in the locker whatever it is, like you always can go back to, to some of those moments and that'll bring you guys back together. Uh, and that's pretty cool, man. Not a lot of people have that. Yeah. I remember I saw a picture on the internet of the Euclid, the Euclid stairs and I got like flashbacks. Right. Like... Exactly. We used to run them things, man, the stairways to heaven, you yeah. know? So that was, uh, yeah, those are, those are those moments, man. Like where we were busting our butt together you know grinding like it doesn't matter if you if you played the whole game or or you were a walk-on we were busting our asses together and yeah. that and that brought so uh, those are special moments man sports do that you know sports do that for for people it's uh it's pretty cool yeah what about navigating like you know you're obviously doing a lot with youth sports right now 
but in terms of player development, like how are you navigating the gimmicky stuff to the stuff that's actually going to be used in game? I, I do all stuff that's in game. You know, I, I don't do any of the really gimmicky stuff. I like sometimes I see some stuff where I can put it in and put my own twist on it. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, the game has been played like this for a while. It's, it's going to evolve. You see athletes, you see different. You got to be able to shoot the ball. You got to be able to <clears throat> dribble the ball and you got to have footwork. Yeah. All right. So like, there are three things I, I, I really emphasize. And then, you know, we, you know, we talk about the, you know, playing as hard as you can compete and like all that stuff goes in, in the workout, but I'm keeping it simple, man. Like, cause the shots that you're going to get in the game, it's simple. It might be a, a step into your shot right away. It might be a pump fake one, two dribble. It might be all the way, you know, once you go drive all the way, if it's not there, now you have to make a decision. Am I going to kick it out? Am I going to stop for a pull? Whatever it is. So you're just putting kids in those situations uh, to learn the game to where they're they're doing most of those things. You're not – how many times are you going to see a kid do cross, cross behind the back? That's not happening. Like, yeah. they're not doing – especially these kids. Like, just to be real, like, the kids who are a part of the program right now, there's probably no Division One. There's There is no Division One players. There's there's probably no college players, just, yeah. just to be honest. But, yeah. you know, giving these kids an opportunity to learn, and we talked about some of those habits that, that we instill in them, they can take that, those habits and that confidence and put it into somewhere else. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's huge for these kids. And I tell them for all the, at the camps and everything, what you learn here, you could take outside and put it into something else because to be good at basketball, you have to be disciplined consistent, you know, sa sacrifice. Like sometimes if you want to do something great, yeah. you might have to miss on something. Your, your friends are doing this. I got to do this, man. I, I got to put in an hour or two in, of this every single day. So, like, it's a lot of things that you learn from this, these sports, football, basketball, baseball, whatever it is that you can take with you into a, a, a business environment, working with the team, communicating. How many, how many basketball teams you know, Ry, that are good and they don't talk? None. None. You know what I'm saying? You, you have to communicate offensively and defensively, especially defensively. And, and then when you get in the workplace, you have to be able to talk and work with each other, you know, to, on projects or whatever it is. So. You know, we try to emphasize th that more so than, you know, talking about playing in college or anything like that, because it's just real. A lot of these kids aren't going to do that. Yeah. You know, and, and, but when, you know, if you get a kid who, every now and then who really wants to take advantage of it and then do it every day by itself, that's when you you're really good. We can't I can't be there every single day with you and, and, and do it unless you want unless you're going to pay me, you know, yeah. uh, twenty five hundred a week or something like that. Then yeah. they we'll talk about it. Right. But. Just the reality of it is, is I, you know, I get you for a limited amount of time. I want to show you what you need to work on. You know, now when you come back to me, we can take it up a notch. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of players, they're just doing all type of shit that looks good. They never been through it. They, guys who have played and been through it, they know what you need to work on because yeah. they know what, you know, on from the practice court, you know, onto the game. Yeah. You brought up sacrifice and it seems like a lot of kids don't want to sacrifice their time. But I don't know about you, but, like, looking back at Syracuse, I don't remember, like, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Like, I, in my mind, I remember taking the elevator up at the Garden. You know, like, the, like you miss all those parties and all that stuff. Like, it doesn't matter. But those other people will never get the chance to take that elevator up in the Garden. We played in the garden. We, we, you know, I, I was a part of the 6-0-T game. Um, 
you know, it might be the best college basketball game of all time. Like, you know, just the memories, you know, Madison Square Garden to play in there, to go in there. Come on, man. You know, all the people that have performed there, forget about sports. I'm talking about Michael Jackson, you know, Luther Vangel, like those type of people, like yeah. some of the entertainers ever, you know what I mean? And, and we were right there on that stage doing our thing, performing. So, I, man, Ryan, you, you and I both know we – we had our time where we, we got to do whatever we wanted to do in college. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we had our fun. Like if we, if we wanted to go out and, you know, to a bar and enjoy that, we were going to get all the attention. That's just how, that's just how it was in college. But we couldn't, we could only do that when we had that little bit of free time. You know what I mean? Everything was, was a sacrifice. We can't do this part. We got practice. We can't go home for Thanksgiving. We got a tournament. You know, I, I can't tell you, you know, I've since I was 17, 16, I would never had a Thanksgiving at home with my family. You know what I mean? Never. Or, or sometimes miss Christmas. And yeah. if we did did at Christmas, where we go home for like two days yeah. or, or days. So if like guys who were in California, it didn't even make sense. They were just staying here. You yeah. know, so it's a lot of sacrifice that goes into being great. If you want to be, you know, great. So you're, you're spending time away from your family. And now, you know, you talk about coaching. Like if you want to be coached same sacrifice goes into that you know you're going to be spending a lot of time away from your family college coaches they're on the road traveling i mean it's it's sacrifice in anything that you that that is that you want to do to evolve it's going to be sacrifice is going to be involved in that it's just about you know i guess picking picking and choosing how you want to go about it you know what i mean and uh I, man i'm so glad that that i, I sacrificed the things i did at an early age because I had so many unbelievable experiences, met so many great people because of that. You know, if I would have took, you know, uh, been a kid who just played once a week, I wouldn't even be, we wouldn't be talking. We wouldn't have any, I wouldn't have this program, nothing. You know what I mean? So I set myself up, people set themselves up from the very beginning, you know, with those, you know, habits, sacrifice, discipline, commit, all the stuff that we've been talking about. You set yourself up early. And now when you do that, you give yourself a foundation to be able to experience these things. You know what I mean? It's unbelievable, man. You know, you try to get it to through to people, to kids' heads, even parents. Like, parents go, like, I think he could be D1. Like, for real, man, don't talk to me about that, all right? Don't talk to me about that unless your kid is in the gym every single day, morning, before school. At, then talk to me about it. Yeah. Because if because he's not Division One. Because even if he is and he want, he goes there, he's not going to play. You know what I mean? He's not going to play. Some people, like, they think they're going oh, to go D1. Yeah, you go D1. But when you get there, are you going to fucking play? Yeah. You know, it's 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 levels to this stuff, and and kids like and parents sometimes they don't get it, man. They don't get it. It it has to be every day with this thing, every single day, even if you want to give yourself a chance. Yeah, it's really interesting too, because you know, like it doesn't matter if you play at Syracuse or Lemoyne College up there, you know, or another Division two. Like you're a college basketball player, and they're paying for you to go to school. Like that's a huge accomplishment. Exactly. I wouldn't I wouldn't have been able to to get a degree like, you know, without being in debt. You know, if I if I wasn't able to get a scholarship, like I was lucky to have my choice to, to go where I wanted to go yeah. uh, for school. Going back to like the sacrifice that set me up for that. You know, I, I work out a girl out here. She works her butt off uh, and she's from Auburn High School. Her name's Leah, Leah Middleton. And I started with her in ninth grade and she she really worked her butt off. Right. And then she did it all the way to where she got a scholarship for, from Lemoyne. You know, she just, she just committed to Lemoyne. So, but that's like a rarity. Like, and, and even then though, right? Like she worked her butt off, worked her butt off. 
and and she got to the, that D two level, which is a high level, but that speaks volumes about what it takes really to get to that D one level. You know, yeah. you have to have up, you have to work your butt off, right? And then you have to, and now so more than ever, it's about fit. You know, it's about you know how can you fit in our program? You know, we see that in the, more so in the professional ranks. It's all about fit. Like I know, I know a whole bunch of guys who could be in the NBA who are really good score the ball. They don't need you to do that. Yeah, they don't. They need you to play D rebound and, and, and sit in the corner and shoot the open jumper. So now I, I also tell these kids now, like the more you can realize what value you can bring to your team, the more you're, you're going to play. Like, are you going to be that guy who just like, all right, he's a better scorer than me. Let me go ahead and set up a, a good ass screen to get him open every time. Let me go guard the best player on the team. Like those guys. And, and I think as, as coaches now, you start to see, realize the more the importance of that, yeah, you oh, know, yeah. no, guys that know like all right this is what i have to do instead of a dude trying to score like he you know trying to prove something yeah you know what i mean so it, it, it's crucial man to to really talk to these kids to talk to these parents and keep it real with them and be realistic so they know if if this is something that you want to do or something that your child is trying to do this is what it takes it's not easy and even if you do do it it might not work out yep yeah but it's like you talked about is you learn those life lessons from on the court to bring it over to your real world. Exactly. No question. That's good, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time and, you know, I'm really impressed with everything you're doing up in Syracuse. I think you're going to really, you know, help with basketball, but more importantly, the whole community. I appreciate that, Ryan. We're we're trying, man. You know, we're doing, um, we're actually doing a a turkey drive November 19th. This is going to be our fourth year in a row. So we give out, you know, like 200, 250 turkey dinners to, uh, you know, people in the community of Syracuse. So, you know, you know, and, and I know that Syracuse basketball has a platform to where, you know, a lot of people give us attention and we could do a lot of things. So, um, you know, I thought, you know, why don't we start doing these type of things, helping people out, turkey drives, coat drives, shoes drives. And, you know, we, we've been lucky enough to get a lot of support from the community and be able to do those things. So you know, we're going to keep on doing it and, and keep trying to, uh, you know, make an impact. Yeah, no, man, I, that's great. I'm really proud of you. I mean, you're, you know, your, your second life outside of basketball, I think is going to be more impressive than your basketball career, but that was pretty damn good too. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you having me on too, right? No, I appreciate it, but thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to the 865 Elite Podcast. We will see you next week.